Hello and welcome to the increasingly... Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> that was staying. That's a good, well, that's a good TikTok yeah. bit. Keep that. <laughs> uh, it'll all stay in because if I do it to Chris every time, and I do, then I'll have to keep it in as well. Anyway, let's get on with the fucking joy. Hello and welcome to the increasingly inaccurately named Two Defeats from a Crisis here on Saturday at 3. Joining myself, Andrew, tonight to review Rangers' atrocious performance away in Cyprus. I've got three of my very favourite podders. First of all, Kenny. How you doing, man? There is that silly question. Just want my life back, mate, and a bag of cans. That sounds good. I'm working on the cans, mate. Don't you worry. Uh, also joining us is Dave, uh, who I believe is now just an Atletico Madrid supporter instead of Rangers. How are you, man? I've got a bag of cans and it's really no helping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand that. Someone who I believe is canless, but uh, still here is uh, Iddy. How are you, buddy? Yes, I'm glad I went canless a wee while ago because Rangers would have driven me too far now, I think. <laughs> yeah. We were having a conversation in the group chat about how Chris copes with this, uh, given that he's generally a negative person anyway, without the drink. I'm still no further forward on that because it's some effort, but maybe that's why he's miserable all the time. But we're certainly working on joining him anyway. Um, If you listen to this, you know the result. Uh, Limassol got their first ever Europa League group stage win, which is great for them. Uh, Pretty shit for us, though. Stephen Davis' era is not exactly off to a glowing start, but I think, unfortunately, what we're looking at is just a reflection of the squad of players that he has to work with. We're going to go through the team in depth, but I'll name off the starting lineup just for posterity. We started with Jack Butler in goal, Tavernier, Goldson, Davis, and Barisic as the back four, Lonser and Raskin as the two holding midfielders, Lammers, Wright, and Seema as our attacking midfielders, and Cyril Dessas. Up top as our striker. And you can imagine like the attacking and uh, striker all both in uh, big quotation marks there. Um, I mean, Kenny, based on the squad as it is, certainly looking at the state of the bench as well, it's pretty much the team that Davis could pick at the moment. Any quibbles about that starting 11, you know, realistically that you had? Or, or is it just a case of this is what it is, unfortunately? Yeah, it is what it is. The only thing I would have perhaps changed is if Roof is good enough, or fit enough to be in the bench, then I would have probably started him in front of Dessers. But mm-hmm. apart from that, no, it is what it is at the minute. Um, yeah, not a very good side, is it? I think that's the, the problem we're seeing here. Um, week on week, these players are finding new ways to let us down. Um my old man always insists that whenever we see Scott Wright coming on off the bench, uh, the game's done and over anyway. Uh, so the fact that he was starting today probably was a good indication of the direction that this game was going to go. But we did start, and uh, within eight minutes, we were 1-0 down. There's a corner in. Golson and Davis both absent. No one really gets the ball. Limassol have a fairly easy header, and Butlin has no chance. That's it, 1-0. Idi, 
I know that you were obviously distracted for a lot of this game, not wanting to pay attention to it, but you probably did at least catch this one, right? Yeah, um, it's just awful. Back for awful. Landstrom, I don't know what he was playing at. Um, it's just, you know, I was thinking when you read out the, the team sheet, you probably could have just stopped at Butland because nobody mm-hmm. else after him really contributed in that game in a positive manner. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely fair, mate. Um, Dave, I mean, from your perspective, like, there's not a lot we can do. We've we've been weak at set pieces for what feels like a good long while now. And, uh, yeah, we're sitting 1-0 down away in Lirasol. But, you know, surely there's there's only upwards to go here from here, right? Uh, uh, at that point, you just know... <laughs> That this team is so soft-centred and the, the squad is so bereft of talent and leadership. There's only one way it can go. And that's what came to pass. They, they summoned some sort of resistance towards the midpoint of the second half. But you know what's coming with this squad. A good European team like Atletico last night rallies and goes again and finds a way to just knew this team didn't have it in it. That's the most damning thing is that, you know, previously under different managers or with different teams, we'd see Rangers go 1-0 down and go, we can still find a way back into this. And as it stands right now, whenever we can see the goal, I have absolutely no faith in this squad of players to find the way to get a goal back. But um, it's not just it's not just a mentality thing. I've seen I've seen Dick Advocates top quality Rangers or McLeish's top quality Rangers teams with good good players who ignore good players go behind in Europe and fail to come back because of a mentality or a management or a morale thing. This squad fundamentally does not have the quality to do it and we knew they didn't have the quality. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a different thing to go, right, we're behind in Europe to, I don't know, Unirea. Mm-hmm when we maybe have some quality tonight there's just no there's, fundamentally we did not have the quality to, to come back and get a result mm-hmm. I think that's fair and uh, Kenny 11 minutes in and there's a square ball across the goal and Limassol's player Benson fires it well over the bar but to be honest it's a goal we've seen us concede multiple times over the past few seasons so it wouldn't have been tremendously shocking to see us go in 2-0 down instead No the, the boy should have scored he's just ballooned it but uh, yeah that back four needs uh, chased I think mm. the word uh, I, I, I don't know if anybody else is feeling exactly the same as I am today. I presume most people are, but I am done with that back four. All of them. Every single one of that back four. I feel the only guy I feel sorry for in that team at this minute in time is Jack Butland. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you actually noticed that the, the, the first goal was so bad that it, the, the TV camera panned to behind the goal and watch his face if you see it again. Watch Butland's face. He cannot believe it, what he's watching. And that's a worry because he's the only decent player we have at this moment in time, sadly. So I don't even know. Uh, they should have scored. They should have been 2 nothing up in 10, what, 12 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, it's not good enough, Andrew. 
It's just not good enough. And yeah. it doesn't matter what manager's there now. These, as Dave's just alluded to as well, these players just don't have it in them. I think that's it. You know, we could have had Pep Guardiola coaching and I don't think it would have made any difference. And I think by that token, I don't think it's going to be fair for anyone to try and level any blame at Stephen Davis for this. He's the uh, kind of caretaker manager. So ultimately, this isn't on him. The results aren't going to be on him. This is an opportunity for the squad of players to try and impress whoever the incoming manager is. But as things stand right now, I'm not entirely sure what manager wants to come in and take over this shower. Um, it's it's pretty, pretty bad. 20 minutes then, and uh, Seema plays a really good ball forward to Dessas, who is shoulder to shoulder, eventually manages to put the ball into the back of the net, which feels miraculous. And then it goes to VAR. And after a VAR check goes for about four minutes, it's eventually ruled offside. Idi, I mean... I think the lines probably did eventually come down with the correct decision. Were you just surprised to see Dessas actually finish a shot or what? Um, no, because it didn't count. So. Um, ah, well, yeah, uh, no, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> and there was absolutely no excuse for him to be offside because he was in, like, he was looking at the defender. Mm-hmm. He was prepped. There was absolutely no excuse for him to be offside in that position other than he just doesn't fully understand the offside rule that's the only excuse he can have and I'm kind of hoping there is a number of excuses for the teams tonight and one of them I'm hoping is that they collectively decided to play this bad I mean they're bad anyway but not normally this bad I'm hoping they collectively decided to play this bad because they've heard the rumours that Lampard might be coming in and they thought they could turn him off before he gets there we can only hope. That's the only fucking explanation for that, Billy. <laughs> okay. um, it, it makes the most sense, to be honest, apart from, you know, they're just really, really bad at playing football, which increasingly is... is I mean, they are that as well. Right? Yeah. I just I hope they're not really this bad. <laughs> um, so, again... The way that I always do these is um, I go by the Rangers Twitter feed and actually pick out all the key moments. So um, we're into the second half now then. Um, and yep, 80, 89 minutes. The referee has just, uh, the fourth official split the board up. Is that where we are? There it is. Um, so a 49th minute then, Kenny. Uh, Seema tries to do exactly the same thing that he did against Livy. The ref pulls this one back for a foul. He still managed to pull off a really excellent finish, but I think we we didn't start that second half playing as though we had a point to prove. We start the second half playing exactly the same way we've been playing in the first half. And yeah, I think that was inevitably going to happen, really. Uh, yeah, um, Seema was probably our best outfield player tonight. Uh, not that he was good. He was half decent. Um, it was a foul, to be fair. I thought it was a foul. Uh, yeah, as you say, a, a, a decent enough finish, Andrew, but irrelevant. Um, rightly got booked for his uh, his reaction to it, I thought. Um, look, I, I, I don't know what to say. I'm kind of speechless after that. Oh, um, I just think it's, as you say, that a lethargic start to the second half, It just it's just endemic within them, isn't it? It's just what they do. It is that. It is that. Um, I'll bring in someone who's probably not too shy of a few words to say about this particular Rangers team. Chris Bett, how are you doing, mate? I'm on my phone. Is this, is this thing on? Can you hear me? 
Unfortunately, yes. I. Yes. Hi, sorry. Uh, I just take it from me coming in then, Andrew, because fucking, I'm, I can't use my lap. Top now. It's Chris, this is all going to stay so, in. So the, the more you uh, say, the more the more it stays in. Um, I, but, if Rangers aren't prepared to put in the effort to fucking turn up today, I'm not prepared to put in the effort to do a good edit job on this. All right. That's that's <laughs> fair. fair enough. That's yeah, fair. That's fair. That and so you we'll, get the. We'll, you get the added bonus that this will probably be more fucking entertaining than than obviously what we've uh, all just witnessed. So um, it's fine by me. It's fine by me. It, but I, it shouldn't be too hard, right? We've you covered. Uh, we've just covered Seema's attempt at goal that was uh, then chopped back because he fouled the guy uh, in the build-up. So the 49th minute of the game. So yeah. I tried well, to I tried to ask Kenny for his reaction, um, and he didn't really have one. So I've come to you for a reaction instead. We've covered the entire up. 90 minutes. We just need to, like, do a full squad overview of the full thing. Let's dispense with the step-by-step, moment-by-moment thing and just cover the whole thing. Go Dave, I've only, got, I've only got my four points left here. I didn't I didn't put, like, this is the I, only bit all, I put all effort in for. All of them are subs. <laughs> I'll, I'll, give a, I'll, I'll give a generalisation. Uh, gutless, spineless... Losers, shitebags, cowards, um, phony Rangers players. They're never new Rangers players in their life. Uh, they are frauds. They have slapped us in the face for the last time. It is, it is the end, uh, even for the most staunch of uh, TAP supporters, Golson supporters, whatever. Um, everybody's eyes have been opened tonight. Uh, we needed that reaction, and I actually think this was a very good game to uh, show that reaction after a poor defeat at home against Aberdeen. You're playing a team who make... Like, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving being facetious here. Would they make the top six split in Scotland? Um, nah, they make, they make they, St Mirren look well supported. Right, we can start. Ah, well, good news there, Dave. We've only got them next. They, that, yes. That's, so I read, uh, I read something. Um, obviously, I was a wee bit busy before we could start the night. So I wasn't really planning on being on, uh, but obviously I'm, I've managed to make myself available. Um, this team are ranked, I don't know if you've already heard this, but this team are ranked lower than Progress Niederkorn in the Lincoln Red Imps uh, in Europe. This is a shameful, shameful night. We've went from Two, Seville... 292, isn't it? Yep, yep. We've went from Seville to quite potentially, and I'm no actually, this isn't... Uh, um, Hyperbole or whatever the, the word is. This is quite potentially the worst defeat in our European history. Now that took some going uh, when you consider how bad progress is. Now I'll tell you why I think this is worse than progress. We had Dean Windass and Dalcio and fucking Andy Halliday and whoever else was playing against Josh Windass. Josh Windass, yeah. I tell uh, you, we can have Dean Windass and eight up front. Uh, well, we, we had we done we had a, a fucking better job in that desperate cunt. Dessers, absolutely. Well, we 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 had a we had a better eh, sorry we had a a far far much worse squad uh, when when progress beat us and I think we had five of the starting eleven that started in Seville playing tonight. Um, it is pathetic and do not even try and insult me by saying that that wasn't deliberate by these players. That 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 group that group of players are capable of beating that team nine times out of ten. That was that's a huff. That's a half of I've ever seen. There, there is no way, I, Kenny, I know you disagree with me slightly, I know you've heard different things, but there's no way they wanted Bill Sack. Bill was their boy. 
Bill was the man that they all loved. They couldn't do what he was asking them to do because Bill didn't have a clue. He's been sacked. They've slapped Stephen Davis in the face. They've slapped us in the face. And quite frankly, it's the last time it should ever be allowed to happen. The new manager, whoever the new manager is, I, I don't know who it'll be. His first job, get that armband off him. Get that vice armband off Goldson. And tell Goldson to have Lundstrom, Davis, fucking Barisic. This is it. It's over. If you want to be here, you prove to us that you want to be here, but they can't prove it because it's, they've not got it in them. They've not got the minerals. Two two things for me there, right? I, I don't think it's a huff. I think it's a regression to the mean. I think it's a regression to these players' levels, mentally and psychologically. And that is what you get when you don't have a leader in place. You know that I'm saying Bill's a leader. And I think that they have collectively decided that that is the level that they're capable of. I, I don't necessarily think they've, they've sort of took the huff. What I mean by that is I think I think they can be galvanised if you get in a British old school manager who's a man manager. We don't need a project to come in or some guy who's going to come in with his ideas. That needs a fucking old school guy who's going to knock heads together and make them play and realise and like I'm the least positive guy on earth so I'm not suggesting it's a panacea that we're going to suddenly go right we'll get Warnock or Allardyce in and they'll fix that but it desperately needs some sort of leadership for within the dressing room or within the dugout to fucking sort it out but I also agree now that I've gave Tav particularly Goldson, Secondly and Borna the endless benefits of the doubt it's, it's, it's done I'm done I, I can't keep making excuses for these guys I can't keep saying ah oh, but they've done well they've done this they've done that we desperately need leadership to come in and go right you just cannot cut it at this level for this team at this in this particular style of football you need to go Can I tell you something just just where you're saying that right with Tavernier I put it on the group chat, 49 minutes in, I think it was. He he, he played this aimless pass inside into the midfield. He was in the touchline, just slightly in their half. And watch his reaction. He he takes a wee temper tantrum, raises his eyebrows, does a bit of a huff, and they're away. He, he, he passes it straight to one of their players. They're away on a counter-attack. Have a straight strike at goal with it, actually. And uh, he's nowhere to be seen. He didn't bother his ass. That's enough of him. Honestly, I'm sorry. That so, is enough. To, to take that point further, Kenny, right? I had an argument in a different group chat that none of you guys are in earlier on, and I was talking about how I watched, during lockdown, I watched the Juventus, Ajax, um, Dortmund games back for the 90s, and I watched them as much childish as I could for that era, and I thought in that time... Actually, reconsidering it, when we went to Juventus or went to Dortmund or went to Ajax, we actually did okay. That 90s team did okay. It created chances to get forward and it was undone by, by ridiculous quality in, in areas. So we would we, we probably had more shots and goal against Juventus in Turin than they did, but they just unpicked us, right? But that Rangers team get beat 4-1 or 4-0 or whatever it was in Turin, in Amsterdam, in fucking whatever it was. 
and then they came back and scooped up every domestic corner there was. This team don't have that, and they don't have that going for them. We we go there tonight and put in what is I think the worst performance I've ever seen for us in Europe, including progress in the Dirkorn. And we will come back and we will win nothing this season because this team are shite bags and cowards. We would go to Juventus and get fucking hosed 4-1 and then Goff, Brown, McLaren, Gascoigne, McCoyst, Durant would come back and go, ah, well, we'll just win fucking two of the three domestic trophies, why don't we? There's none of that now. We can't rely on coming back and being mentally strong and physically strong in our own league. There's a massive gap, and I think this is the worst. That tonight was one of the worst performances I've ever seen in Europe. Because the four ones and four nils, whatever it was, we still won trophies. This mob don't have a trophy in them. The only the only uh, performance I can actually kind of compare it to uh, was the Kaunas game away from home, if you remember that. I thought Aye. we were absolutely honking that night, and it was a bit like that for me. But today's point, we were only won the league that year, and plus we just came off the back of a 70 game season, so there was kind of mitigating circumstances. Yep. Like, uh, that, that, tonight, that, 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 that tonight wasn't a bad performance. That, that to me was deliberate. It was a huff. It's the exact, they flung their toys out their pram and they decided they did not want to show up. They couldn't pass fucking two yards next to each other. That's no, that's no bad technique or poor play or. Uh, you know, we bad form or unlucky. That that's deliberate. They they're deliberately choosing not to perform for us. Um, it is that simple. The the on the only mitigating circumstance that I could give Rangers tonight was that pitch was atrocious. But you know what? It was atrocious for the both teams. Um, so that's it, it quickly negates that argument. That is. Chris, we play in Scotland. Playing on a shit pitch is not an excuse ever because we do that week in week out. So I uh, can't be using that as an excuse. I want to get through the last remaining bits of the game because I wrote these notes and damn it, I'm going to fucking stick to it. Um, but I'll run through those four points real quick and then... Sticking we'll to a tactical plan despite all evidence to the contrary. <laughs> you, <laughs> just call me just call uh-huh. me Mick Anderson. Uh, have you put your name in the hat? <laughs> have, you, have you been in touch yet with uh, James Biscroft? I think after that, I think Frank and, uh, you know, Muscat will probably be calling up Rangers and going, you know what, boys, I'm actually, I'm not up for it. Changed my mind there. Right. 53 minutes. Seaman's got a good effort from Rangers. Well saved. I know. We're going to do this, Dave. 53 minutes. Seaman has his effort from range. It's saved. This is obviously offside for the rebound effort. 58 minutes. And there's a shit ball from Lundstrom, which is fairly par for the course. Arras break and they make it 2-0 with a goal I think we've seen every single season, every single game, where they square the ball across the goal. Neither of our centre-backs there, and it's a tap-in for their attacker to make it 2-0. 69 minutes. Can I, can I, can I just interrupt you there, Andrew? See, I, if I you really know, insist, Chris. I, um, no, because I, I think this happened. I can't remember because uh, I, I just I don't think I was paying attention at this point because the game was that fucking boring. See the second goal. I remember Lundstrom fucking up, but did um, Davis not miss kick the ball into the path of the guy? Or was that um, a chance before it? That was a chance before that. Yeah, that didn't result in a goal. So you know, bring it up anyway. Really, fucking ridiculous one. I mean, yeah, still shit. But I'm I'm only highlighting the mistakes that actually led to a fucking goal for them. Yeah. Um, 69th minute. Then there's a ball in from Lundstrom and Seema heads it home. Yay! 
Eddie, you and me talked about this prior to the game, or prior to the fucking game, prior to us recording tonight, and we were both in agreement. Us pulling a goal back in the 70th minute doesn't inspire any confidence because we know that we aren't going to get into this. And that's reflected in my only remaining note, which is on the 73rd minute, there's another effort from Aris Limassol and it goes over the bar, thankfully not making it 3-1 and really completely humiliation. That's it at full time. And the point that I wanted to get to was that after full time, the Union Bears, who have travelled in numbers, I'm pretty sure we actually outnumbered the Limassol fans in their own stadium there, albeit they do share it with three with two other teams. Um, the Union Bears try and call over Tav Goldson to have a talk, probably have a go at them, in all honesty. And instead, the captain's right away down the tunnel and doesn't even bother to engage. So I, d- I don't know if you needed any more proof of shitebaggery or cowardice from this group of players, but there certainly wasn't a shortness of supply of it during this game. I realise I've opened that up to the entire floor there, but Iddy, why not we come to you first, mate? I was going to say, I'm not, I know you said my name about eight sentences ago, but I wasn't sure if you were still talking to me. Um, On the Chris Bet playbook at this point, Iddy, I don't know what's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a disgrace that they wouldn't go over and speak to the Union Bears. It's These guys have travelled all the way over to Cyprus to watch this team play, despite everything else that they've seen the rest of the season. Absolutely no reason to be giving them the support that they have been giving them, and then they can't even do them the decency of going over and acknowledging them after the game. It's utterly pathetic, but it's no less than I expect from this team of cowards. Genuinely, I'm 100% serious here. Every Rangers fan who went there tonight should be able to submit their receipts for their travel and hotel and have it reimbursed by that squad. There wasn't that many bears went over. I don't know about that much. They should have their costs reimbursed 100%. And if they don't... You did, you did make that point on Twitter, Dave, that this is yeah. easily into refunds for the fans' uh, territory. And I think it's, you're entirely right. And that was at 1-0, let alone when it went to 2-0. Like, if I went to... I've, I'm a relatively seasoned campaigner of European away trips, I would say. And I've never felt... like I'm, I'm in my house now, right? I'm fucking never went tonight. I've seen some serious fucking defeats, but I've never asked my money back. I think the boys who went should get their should get reimbursed by that group of players because the whole performance was so so abject for minute one that the I can take getting out tactics or outplayed, right? See if we went to fucking Newcastle or PSG or I'm actually watching Liverpool USG right now and it's only one now to Liverpool. You get beaten in any of their places. Fine, fair do. Three out of Liverpool last season. Fine. Happy, that's fine. That happens. That tonight was so bad. And not just the scoreline. Scoreline's not that bad. The performance was so bad that they boys should get reimbursed. Because the effort, application, attitude for minute one, we, they outpaced us, they outfought us, they outthought us. Everything was so bad. That, that squad should fucking reimburse their boys, in my opinion. I can't argue with that, Dave. Uh, I mean, we didn't really ever show uh, an ability to play football. Uh, th- th- this team is actively regressing in front of our eyes. I'm, I genuinely don't know if a new manager coming in fixes that. I don't know if it takes until January where we can have a serious clean-out from this squad. 
Um, the worst day is the series clearout has to be of the players who came in in the summer. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's the first and most obvious clearout. Sima did okay. Fucking showed a bit of willingness. As he's not even just good as Sakala, and he's not even good gonna, as Kid well, I was going to say the the main problem with that is Seema's the only one of those outfield players who's shown any promise. And regardless of what happens this season, he's off back to Brighton at the end of it. So <laughs> we're kind of stuffed regardless, don't you know, matter what we want to do on that front. So th- th- this squad as a whole, it's it's a damning indictment of the transfer business that was allowed to take place under Michael Beale because we've added a number of players none of whom looked like they were an upgrade on the players that they have replaced. Are you telling me that Fashion Sakala, Antonio Cholak, wouldn't be putting some of these opportunities away, wouldn't be getting some goals here? I just cannot believe that. I spoke to my mate, my best mate for school, Stuart, if you're listening. Thanks, bro. I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago and I was saying, we've not replaced Morelos or Kent, and he said, we've not fucking replaced Arfield. Like, the, the fifth choice forward line player we've not replaced him so we're miles away from replacing the players that we had to our contributors up front I, I put on Twitter earlier the worst Kent and the worst Morelos would be miles and light years ahead of what Dessers and Lammers are doing it, it beggars belief that Michael Beale actually had our best interests at heart and brought these guys in on their current form because that tonight, particularly in the, the the top third, I actually think we might have got away with it with the back four and Lundstrom and even right if we'd had a semi-peak Alfredo and a semi-good Kent, bit of dynamism, a bit of athleticism, get, getting us up the park, a bit of, a bit of spark. We might have got away with it. We, we can't get away with it with Dessers and Lammers because they are absolutely abject. The, the, the problem is that the, the players who are in the squad who have, have stayed in this squad are all older now. You know, and they've... And, and they're only good to begin with, Andrew. Well, I'm not going to go quite that far, Chris, because, you know, some of them reached the Europa League final. But the problem is that some of them have notably really fucking regressed in the past couple of years. My, my point is this. When we signed Goldson in 2018, Goldson should have been the minimum standard of player that we signed. Not a fucking team leader five years later. We should have signed another Goldson to partner him. And then we should have signed another couple of Goldsons in midfield. Guys at that level. We've not added to the squad where a Goldson-esque level player for how long? And we're still relying on him. I, I, I thought he played okay tonight. I thought he does okay. But we needed to have moved on for him. We've still got Goldson. I mean, Dave, was... in, fairness, in fairness to him, he only you know didn't go up for a header to stop their first goal. And he only helped concede their second goal as well. So... Yeah. Aye, but if 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 Golden was the minimum standard, then we should have signed six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys like that since then. That's what I thought would have been a logical progression. Not the fact that we'll sign Golden and then we'll sign hundreds of other shite guys to support him. When we signed him, it was ex Brighton fullback, uh, ex Brighton defender. He's the bit of trouble and we'll get him back to normal and he'll be the mainstay of defence brilliant. I thought we'd sign another guy at least as good as him 
to partner him and another guy at least as good as him to play in front of him in defence. We've done nothing of the sort. We've never said MD at Golden's level, so we're still relying on him when we should have moved on. Do you know what I mean? Like, he used to be the, the, the baseline and no, moved above I'm, that. Instead, I completely take your point, Dave. Five years that's later, entirely right. We are still signing sub Golden level players, and Golden was never the, the, the level that was going to take us to the next standard. Like, he's the baseline. Arthur was the baseline. Arthur was the baseline attacking midfielder. We needed better. Golden's a baseline defender. We needed better, and we've never signed better than them. Dave, I want to see John Souter at right centre half in, in Sunday. I do. I don't want him in that team in Sunday, Golton. I am sick to the back teeth of watching Connor Golton make mistakes and point fingers at other people. I'm sick and tired of watching Tavernier do the same. Every single time uh, we lose a goal coming down that right-hand side, those two are pointing fingers at other people and I'm sick and tired of it. Um, I'm not saying John Suter's the answer. Here he's not had a great start the season. But I'd like to see him in his natural position uh, instead of playing with left centre half. I think it's time start, for change, Dave. You need to start going like that, right? Maybe so and so is not the answer, but they're certainly not the fucking problem. That's my and point. As Golton, I, I don't think Golton's a problem, but he's, he's not the answer. He, he's a. I think he is 10. the problem tonight, Dave. Five, he's, a, he's a 5 out of 10 English Premier League defender who... Nah, nah Dave, he's not an English Premier League defender. He's a championship aye. defender at best. He's, yeah. The guy's a coward, he is, and he's he's not a winner. He's meant it's, to be a leader. It's easy, it's easy to throw things at him, right? I get that and understand that. But over the course, he's done okay for us. So let's just... Done okay, let's, let's he's let... not been... He's, if, if, things, if, if standards continue to... Go the way standards are going at Rangers. Golden's heading for the Hall of Fame, and he's not been a successful Rangers player. And that that precedent was set when you put the captain in the Hall of Fame with two trophies to his name over an eight nine year period, and you had people lapping it up. And you've got him and Golden. Uh, you've got Tavin Golden. They're leading this dressing room, and to the point is like the, the, I was going to jump in there, but I was letting you finish it. See when see when Tav. And Goldson are pointing fingers at people. You notice that they're pointing to this. It's it's the same type of player that they pointed to. Usually a younger, more inexperienced teammate, and it's them that they're blaming. It's just shape bag behaviour. The two of them need to be stripped of their duties in the leadership group. I'm not adverse to them seeing the season out. Maybe they've got a part to play in the team, but they don't have an integral part to play in this team. Uh, enough is enough. Armbands off them. Strip them all responsibilities. Play their football, and if their football isn't good enough, you drop them with the with with the premise that you know they can't be dropped now because it's the captain and vice captain. That's why they're still on the team because they've got responsibility. They're still playing week after week because it's the captain and the vice captain. They're not picked in merit. They're picked on because obviously the hierarchy. And if you take that responsibility away from them, let them play their football. If their football's not good enough, you take them out of the team. It's as simple as that. And then at the end of the season, because let's be honest, they're only going to go this season. In the summer, next summer, that's when you punt them. We cannot go forward with James Tavernier and Connor Goldson in the team. Will we get a better right back uh, than James Tavernier? Probably not. But we might get a more consistent defender that can play right back and who might do a more consistent job. 
Um, I've always said that Tav's been a a very bang average captain, and people go about he done this and he done that in Europe. Again, I've always said that he can raise his own performances, but a good captain raises everybody's performance around him to their to his standard. And Tav, on the whole, has been unable to do that. Out with five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten examples, you can't give endless counts of examples because at the end of the day, it's two trophies in eight years. Get the two of them to fuck. Get them at the club. We move on. It's as simple as that. I, I'm I'm done with them. I think you're point goes deeper than that. I'm not sure I take it entirely about Tav and Golden Wright, but I think it needs a full root and branch gut out. The whole well, squad needs to go before we will start to win it. Because well, Dave, collectively... We've had, we've had Gerard, Gio, Bill, and we're going to have a fourth manager. What's been the most uh, what's been the most consistent through all the managers? They two. No, I, I, agree, I agree. We need to gut out I don't, I don't think it's a captaincy armband thing. I think it's a deeper thing. I think it's a mentality thing within the squad that's deeper than we can ever know. And I, I think the whole rot needs gutted it. It's an influence but, thing, Dave. It's the I, influence I, I, the two of them have. All you need to do is, put it this way, I'll, I'll put this to you. Watch the second half against Malmo when Cholak scored twice. When we were down, you know, playing ten men, Cholak scored twice for Malmo, uh, and that night, everything, everything that happened that night, from that point on, when he scored that second goal, it went goals into Tavernier, it goals into Tavernier, cross, rinse and repeat. Watch it again tonight. It was long ball for Golton down the right hand side, goals into Tavernier, goals into Tavernier all night long. Uh, it's it's just not good 100%, enough. 100. I'm I'm agreeing, and I think uh, as I said earlier, I watched the the, the Dunes, the Juventus Ajax games back during lockdown. We never re- we were never done in the games. Richard Goff led us on. Alan McLaren spurred us on. We we kept going. We got undone by ridiculous world level quality, and we had guys at the back who kept us going. McCall Goff. Gascoigne in some games kept us going, and we actually you could have quite happily come away from Juventus, right to each. But they had Ravenelli, Vial, and Del Piero who just who just unpicked us. So what I'm saying is that guys like Goff and McClant, we never ever gave up or chucked it, and they, they led the team on. I just don't think collectively this team's at it. I I, I look at this team currently to kind of nuke my earlier points as I did the kind of 2016 banter years, Joey Garner, Waghorn, Joe Dodo teams. That's how I feel about this current side. I think it's fucking diabolically bad. All right, gents. Well, as fun as this is, um, I'm going to move us on to the preview for our next game, St Mirren. This is a top-of-the-table clash, third versus second. We're in third. Um... Idi, I mean, I'd like to get your thoughts on how optimistic you are. Maybe instead, give me a starting 11 that doesn't make you want to claw your own eyes out. I mean, I'm not optimistic at all, to the point of... I'm not sure if I'll even make the effort to watch, if I'm honest, because, you know, Sunday's the only day I've got off this week, and 
Um, I would rather spend it with my kids than watch at the moment um, for definite because my daughter is not that particularly interested in football. So I'll see what she wants to do first and then we'll take it from there. Starting 11-wise, um, I don't know, Butland, Sterling, Suter, Balligan, Ridvan, um, some of the youth midfield if they fancy a game. See if Stephen Davis fancies a little bit of fitness back in his legs. Mm-hmm, up front, mm-hmm. don't know. Um, Zach Lovelace must be alright. Do an early Union jackpot, and whoever wins that gets to play up front. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's not a home, so there won't be a Union jackpot. Sorry. <sighs> yeah, it's um, it's not a good state of affairs, really, that we find ourselves in here, Kenny. But um, ultimately, it is on the face of it an opportunity to go second in the league, at least. So there is that. But I, I'm not entirely sure what we do from this point, but it's it kind of comes back to our main point that we always make, which is there's only ever going to be one way to lift the mood of the Rangers sport, and that's start winning football matches. Yeah, of course it is. But listen, I've, I'm the same as Eddie and probably the same as Dave, Dave, you and Chris as well. I have no faith left in this team whatsoever, uh, particularly the senior players. We mentioned this uh, the other night on the last pod, uh, I, and I said it then, I want to see this leadership group ripped apart for a, immediately when a new manager comes in. Steve Davis isn't going to do that. Steve Davis is just going to carry on um, and, and you know keep things ticking over. That's what he's going to do. He's not going to make wholesale changes because he can't. He's just not in a position to do so. When a, when a permanent new manager comes in, this needs to happen, Andrew. This this influence that the the senior players seem to have uh, in that squad, and you can tell p- players are turning up and regressing at such a f- rapid rate. It's it's insane. So uh, I'm disgusted tonight. I have no faith in that team getting a result uh, on Sunday at all. Not not like genuinely not at all. It's always a horrible place to go and play football. Uh, down at St Man Park, it's always grim, um, and they'll fancy it. Listen, they'll, they'll have watched us against Aberdeen. They'll have watched us against Motherwell the week before. They'll have watched us again tonight. We are rank rotten, but disgustingly bad. And uh, you know, it's listen. Uh, you know, and I'm on my high horse now. And I'm actually getting quite angry when I think about it. I've sat here and I've listened to. All the spiel that comes out of that boardroom uh, from our CEO and our, you know and, and others for you know talking about best in class and the bullshit that they speak. Okay, we've not heard a single word from our chairman since the day he took over. Get your head above the parapet and tell us where we're going because this is ridiculous. Having to watch this kind of nonsense. Tonight, that's the point I would make, Andrew. Next games are almost irrelevant. We we will do well the way we are playing to finish third in this league. We're a disgrace. They should be ashamed of themselves, those players tonight. Absolutely ashamed. And the sad thing about it is, we all know they're not. Dave, any hints of positivity from yourself? Or uh, yes, I actually have some hints of positivity. I won't see the game on Sunday. Uh, now that's a result I, I'm otherwise busy but 
Uh, I will, what I'll do is I'll record it and I'll watch it after the fact without knowing the score because I will always watch Rangers, but I don't recognise this, the, the, that tonight, I don't recognise as a, a Rangers team or a Rangers performance. I just don't. I think it was abject in every respect, particularly in terms of effort. And if that, as it will, translate to Sunday... I, I just don't know where this Rangers team goes. There's so many guys who've just ran their race, and that includes the quote-unquote senior leadership group and the fringe guys around that. It's going to take a massive root and branch overhaul of that squad to get anything out of it. And I just don't know where we go. And I cannot see us seriously challenging to get out of the group now. I, I, I just can't. Oh, oh, Dave, I mean, in fairness, the group's all tied up now. We're on the same number of yep. points as every single other team in there. So, I think we're only ranked third because of the alphabet, but I yeah. take your point. It's, so it doesn't exist. On the basis of how we've played, it doesn't look promising, really. We need to go to Prague, where we get beat. We need to go to Seville. Fuck that. And we need to play uh, Prague and... Uh, us all at home. It's not looking great. Nothing about this looks remotely positive about where we are as a club. And I just don't know where we go. As Kenny says, we need somebody to come in and go, aye, this is this is the direction, this is what's happening, lads. This is where we're going to go with this. It just looks like an absolutely wanton written off season in the worst vein of the early 2000s under McLeish where things were done and dusted by October and if anybody can tell me otherwise or give me some kind of fucking positivity or indication otherwise then great I'm, I'm delighted to hear their input I just don't see what direction this team's going that performance tonight just summed up a kind of collective squad and individual and club level shite baggery that I just I thought we'd left behind and clearly we haven't. Yeah, I think that's fair, Dave. Um, well, we'll move on to Mr. Positivity himself then. Chris, where do we go from here, mate? Well, uh, obviously go to Sunday, but um, I think we're on the same boat. We'll watch it because we're fans. We expect to win because it's against St. Martin. We hope that we're at least entertained, but no one will be surprised if we get beat. And then after we get beat, we're all angry and numb uh, and just moving moving on. We, we get a wee bit of respite after that. Obviously, we get an international break. We'll have a new manager by then. Uh, we absolutely have to have a new manager by then because we, this cannot this cannot go any longer than the international break. And um, with a new manager, uh, I'm quite willing to just forget about what's happened, not in terms of the... The, the players, the, the players are done, but I'm willing to just fl- uh, fresh kind of blank canvas um, and see what the new manager can do. Uh, that there's many things there to be positive and excited about. Style of play, let's see a new style of play. Let's see what players have chops. Let's see what players the tells is, is is not good enough. But but also let's try and be a wee bit kind of positive about it. Let's see what players it can get a tune out of. And and I'm not interested in seeing the likes of Lundstrom and. Barisic, Davis, uh, and Scott Wright, and 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 whatnot. I'm not interested in seeing them improve their performance because they did it all the time. They 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 done it when when Gio came in 
I mean, fucking John Lundstrom was an absolute world beater when Gio came in. Lundstrom then decides he doesn't like Gio, so he's like, nah, I'm going to fling him under the bus, even though he absolutely saved his career. I, I don't think Lundstrom ever actually got to that level. In fact, I know Lundstrom never actually got to that level, but I've seen when Bill came in that Lundstrom was trying harder. There was no slack passes and no tracking the man back when they gave the ball away at St. Johnson, etc. There was none of that. But then you get to the end of Bill's reign and Lundstrom's a disgrace again. So I fully expect him to try and worm his way back in because he's got a contract. Nah, it, it's not happening. So I'm not interested in players like that, but players like Danilo, Sima, uh, Ridvan, Matondo, uh, Cantwell, Raskin. Uh, I want to see what the new manager can get out of them. They're, they're, they're the kind of the nucleus of the squad that's probably going to be there going forward. The the serial offenders, they're not going to pull the wheel over my eyes, and I hope they don't pull the wheel over anybody else's eyes. So there's your kind of there's your positive spin on it. Um, the the only negative I can see from a new manager if it's somebody that's universally uh, not wanted, like Frank Lampard. That that's if this board right, if this board go down that road. After what's just happened in the last couple of weeks, it's it's what's beyond toxic. Is there a word for that? Is there a word for beyond toxic? Because that's where we're going. Um, so, they, they, they simply can't. I'm also like, listen. You all know who I want, right? You all know I want Kevin Kevin Muscat, right? This isn't me flinging the toys at the pram. If we get Nutson or 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 Clement or, or or Jensen, obviously they're very unlikely to get Clement and Jensen. But let's just say they get. Nuts and I, I think that's unlikely as well. But let's just say we managed to pull that out of the bag. I'd be delighted because you're thinking this is something new, this is something fresh, this is a successful guy. Let's see what he can do. If we get Muska, I'll be, obviously I'll be delighted because I genuinely think he's the man. If we get Jensen Clement again, I'm still delighted because it's, it's you, you can kind of see what we're trying to do there. If they really look for Frank Lampard, it is game over, man. We may as well just hand Celtic ten in a row. And, I, and I'm being generally serious here. It is game over. The board can if if they go down this road, we are fucked. We I can't watch Jody Morris and Ashley Cole on the sidelines standing next to Frank Lampard telling our players what to do. Is Ashley Cole involved to him? Ashley Cole's been with Frank Lampard everywhere he's went. So Derby, Chelsea. Give okay, Ashley Cole the job. Right. No, and that I'm not having Ashley Cole at the club. Not having it. Aye, I, I'm over. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know you've got you've got a history with Ashley Cole, and I know like it's still sore, but we're going to move past that. I think I'd get Ashley Cole job. I know you would, Dave, but let, let, we cannot get into that now because I told him he would try and finish this so he can actually look after his children. Um, we, um, we there's obviously going to be a longer conversation about managerial choices, the state of the fucking squad all of that to deal with. So we will pick this conversation back up again post St. Mirren, hopefully discussing a win uh, next week. Oh, but, Andrew, does it matter? <laughs> does it matter? Well, Chris, <laughs> you know it would I mean? be worse if we lost. Like, let's just but let's no, but, put it that in, way. In all, in, all honesty, in all honesty, would it be worse? I, yeah, I, I don't see... It, I, I, it would. We could go fourth what? or fifth in the league. That would be quite bad. What's the difference between being fourth and fifth and third? There's no difference, you know what I mean? Like, there's no positives to be taken even from still being in third place. It's, I'm not saying go out there and get beat. I'm just saying that there is... I, I, I am not going to take any positives for beating St. Mum. Fuck off. If that's where we're at, then we're, we're in a lot worse place than even I'm giving us credit for. Just 
Chris, Chris the, the the only positive, like the, the the positive enthusiasm that I take from beating St. Mirren would be like a lazy thumbs up. Dave, I know you want to come in, but I'm gonna stop you because I'm desperate to try and fucking wrap this podcast up. I don't want to sit here and talk about this shitey Rangers team anymore. Um, before we finish, we are sponsored by Pi Sports. Thanks to them, I guess, um, for agreeing to continue to work with us, despite us venting out our negative bullshit uh, periodically every other week. Uh, you can get discount by going to their website and placing an order and using the voucher code SAT at three. That's S-A-T at symbol and then the number three. And if you want, you can also enter our competition for Pi of the Week. So... Submit your pie of the week. Uh, you can't submit the entire Rangers team. We're using the Chris Sutton rule. If someone is likely to get submitted multiple times during the week, you can't just have them because it's too easy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we encourage you to submit those either via Twitter, threads, whatever social media we've got, or via our email address, which is contact at Saturday at 3.co.uk. <laughs> Couldn't tell you, Chris. It's a mystery. Um <laughs> Boys, um, I'd like to say it's been a pleasure talking about Rangers. You know that it hasn't, but obviously talking to you guys does make things better. Um, we always joke on this that it's a group therapy session, and that has never been more real than it has at this point in this season. So um, I'd like to thank all of you. First of all, Eddie, thank you for coming on, mate. I really appreciate it. I yeah, I guess um, it was a thing that's happened. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> um, Kenny, I appreciate you coming on. You add uh, much-needed wisdom to the state of affairs, even if I know it's uh, the kind of thing that gets the blood pressure a bit high for you. So um, thank you, mate. You call me an old person, Andrew, yeah? I'm, I'm saying that this Rangers team raises the fucking <laughs> blood pressure of everyone, uh, so you're I'm right. not singling you out on that basis, man. <laughs> uh, I'm only kidding you on. Listen, Dave, you get to your bed, man. <laughs> Uh, Dave, thank you as always, mate. Always appreciate you coming on, brother. Fuck everything and everybody, and you, Andrew, in particular. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> Poor Andrew. This is going to be the worst closing ever. I know, but I'm going to fucking do it anyway. And uh, Chris, uh, thank you for doing a run in 20 minutes into the podcast as well. That makes things nice and straightforward for me. Uh, but he didn't stop talking after he ran in, so he made up for that missing 20 minutes. True, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, cool. <laughs> Great. Fun. Well, fa- thanks, boys. Um, always a pleasure, as always. Um, listen, 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 Andrew. If Rangers are allowed to be a shambles, we're allowed to be a shambles, right? Well, that's quite right. This podcast is going up fucking unedited. So, what, what do you think is going to happen? There's the episode um, name as well. We are a shambles. <laughs> uh, right. Boys, it's been a pleasure. Um, as always, I want to thank our lovely listeners because they are the reason that we keep doing this to ourselves. Uh, fun as it is to get on a Skype call uh, every other week and uh, have a little therapy session. Um, it's, uh, you know, that, this is why we do it. You guys keep feeding back. You guys keep listening. Uh, you keep telling us that we're doing a good job. We'll keep uh, doing it. Um, I'd also like to thank the random YouTube subscriber who um, I think was trying to mock us by... Um, commenting and saying that we're some kind of clown show but um he still listened to the video in full so um cheers mate i appreciate that well i wouldn't like to throw any slings and arrows there chris um above that kind of petty nonsense anyway um <laughs> appreciate all you boys for coming on as always appreciate everyone listening 
We hope that we'll talk to you again after a Rangers win, positive and negative as that may be. But until then, thanks for tuning in. Bye for now.